Christy Kirkhope is a marketing consultant who has that dream job many business school graduates would like to land in their careers. She is a digital marketing specialist with a diverse role that straddles customer relationship management, paid marketing, copywriting and digital marketing strategy. Welcome to today's episode of the Edinburgh Napier Marketing Network podcast. I'm Alessandro Ferri. And I'm Jackie Hadland. Can you just share, what does your typical day look like? Hi, everybody. I'm Kirsty. So lovely to meet you all. Typical day is normally very busy. We are quite a small team tech startup, so we've got to be quite agile. Uh, so generally, it would be dive straight into editing some copy or for some piece that we're working on, either like a larger report or a brochure of some description that's mostly online. Or we would be basically just um, preparing for an event that's coming up, um, a webinar, creating collateral, creating promotional pieces for that, getting the website, the landing page ready, doing some advertising, potentially setting up some ads on LinkedIn or Facebook. I was going to say messing around, but just fiddling around on social media and making the best of that as well. So it's it's very, very varied, which I love. You sound like you've got to be a bit of a master juggler. It, I guess it really depends on what kind of role you're going to go into later in your career. But I do find it quite beneficial as a marketing professional to be quite generalist. So having a good balance of skill sets. But I, as you say, it has to be everything from being able to report on your um, activity. So getting you know, under the skin of data and making sure that you're using Google Analytics or HubSpot data to inform all of your decisions, depending on what kind of platforms you use. And then I think creativity and being able to write well are probably the best skill sets you could have as a marketing professional in terms of creating and writing and, and communicating in general. Um, I found that to be probably one of my, something that I've taken time to learn and it's been most beneficial for my career. And then just being able to, I guess, engage different teams within the business that's a really really important skill set to have that I hadn't realized early on in my career that you'd have to get everybody on your side and help I guess with the projects because you can't actually just do marketing in the silo it has to be by engaging other experts within the business and other experts outside the business as well so being able to I guess manage stakeholders is although sounds very corporate very important so I'd say yeah that's and just having the I guess appetite to always be learning more and the curiosity to understand more about your audience. That's great Kirsty and what is that you like the most about your job? What is that makes you, you know, wake up in the morning and say, yep, yeah, I'm going to work and I'm motivated to do that? I think it is the be, being able to be creative. My career so far has been very varied. I've spent most of it in agencies and um, I feel like the parts I enjoy the most are when I'm allowed to come up with an idea and just run with it and test out and see if it, if it works or not. So I think it's that option to just do something crazy do something different to, to get people's attention I think that's something in marketing as well that that you have to have that kind of well you don't have to have it but I, I enjoy it and where you 
can push the boundaries of what everyone else is doing and so I'd say that's probably the most fulfilling aspect of the job when you do something and it's something new and you know you're actually making a difference in the marketing sense so yeah I'd say that's probably my favorite part. Tell us a bit about your approach to strategy development. Yeah sure so strategy is really important as well it's something that we are always tinkering with at Nudge so I've just finished our fifth iteration of our strategy for digital and content and essentially we we don't have a set process internally but I have one I've always used a methodology that helps me to come up with the strategy for, for our channels so essentially what I tend to do is spend a good decent amount of time researching looking at you know what the our performance of our website and performance of our content and all our different channels and then I would look at the wider picture so what our competitors are doing try to identify opportunities or gaps from what we're doing in comparison to them and then making sure that we're always using kind of market leading um, innovation so looking at what else in the market you know in marketing is is happening is there anything new that we're not doing that we're not considered yet and I basically take it all together and put it into one big meaty document that then we need to I guess translate into something that makes sense and that is uh, prioritized into uh, I guess milestones throughout the year so um, and so in each milestone, we would then iterate on that strategy and make sure that the plan is using the insight from what we've learned from that first, say, quarter and then kind of evolve it as we go. So I guess the methodology is just ensuring that we're using research, engaging our senior management so that they're a part of it and they can give their insight and their expertise and then coming up with a bit of a plan and getting the whole team involved and making sure that they everybody knows what they're what ownership they have for the the plan and then just making sure that as I say we're using data continually to inform the strategy and that we have it in a place that works for everybody so for example we'll have like a a written document that's a strategy and then we'll place it in like a Trello board or or even just an Excel doc that's a a bit of a project plan that we can all feed into (laughs) hopefully that makes sense it's quite a a lengthy one. But yeah, strategy is is crucial to keep everybody focused. What kind of advice would you give to a student entering the marketing industry? A lot of our audience, you know, maybe actually students and they're thinking about applying for a job now. Yeah, so I think for me, getting in there and getting work experience as soon as possible is 100% the best thing you can do. I was a bit of a slow starter in my career. I didn't initially know that marketing was my calling until I started. But when I realised that the kind of creative industry, the marketing industry was for me, I I basically asked everybody for free work experience or any type of work experience across the whole of Edinburgh. I think I must have sent out about 100 different emails, um, chapping on doors, just looking for any foot in. And eventually somebody they let me in so and that that opportunity was actually the kind of linchpin in my career it was without that free work couple it was just a couple weeks work experience then led on to my opportunity in my first agency and then from there it just um, kind of rolled on so I'd say best best thing you can do right now is look for those opportunities to get some work experience and even if it is shadowing somebody or working for free unfortunately it might have to be the way that it is and I know that's not easy in these times but even if it's just one way one day a week for a couple weeks or something just anything to show that you have some time 
tangible experience that's going to help potential employers see you as hungry for the role and also have a little bit of knowledge as well. Kirsty, we hear a lot about agency side and client side. What is the difference in the way you work agency side versus client side? How do you choose? Well, <laughs> they're very different. And that's, I guess, that's what I'm going to be talking about in my um, guest lecture. Essentially, with um, working in an agency, it's so varied. So in my first experience in the agency, it was we, we'd work on about 10 different projects with 10 different clients at once. Um, and so what you get there for somebody who's early on in their career is uh, a massive variety of experience on different types of projects. And that is great. It's really good fun. Um, you can work with, you know, your little tiny, your little teams where you're coming up with these different ideas and pitching to the client. And most of those ideas don't get approved and you just have to start at the beginning again. But it is, it's kind of like you have like your, your core little family where you're, yeah, you're, you're servicing your clients. And that has its own stresses because obviously it's very busy and lively and competitive. But yeah, it, it is it is really good fun, but um, it's quite a lot to juggle. So I, I found that it, although it's been great for my career working in agencies and having to get you know, experience in different projects, it did start to kind of wear down, <laughs> wear down on me because it was so much constantly juggling so much. And no matter how high you go in your career, so, you know, I went, made it to account director and I enjoyed that and it was, it was great. You know, I had my team that I worked with, but it was just, I think over time, it got a bit wearing, I was constantly juggling. So I wanted to find out what was like, working just for one organization with you know multiple projects within that but which is one kind of mission values everything brand everything kind of nice in one place you don't have to learn new industries and that has been quite a, a nice kind of breath of fresh air but has its own I guess stresses in itself because you're juggling multiple projects and also you're I guess maybe more accountable for the results than what you might be in an agency where you're just coming up with the fun ideas and you're um, you're on the other side of the fence. So it's just a different kettle of fish. It's a different processes for stakeholders in terms of getting sign off and aspects like that where you have to engage and, and build relationships internally with in-house versus when you're in an agency where you can get away with being a bit more free-flowing. Thank you, Kirsty. And in terms of juggling, that's a question perhaps more for myself than students, but it may affect them as well. I don't know. <laughs> how, how do you juggle, you know, the work-life balance? And, you know, did COVID have any influence on that? Well, yeah, it was quite it was quite hard for everybody, I think. Um, although my job, I'm very lucky, it's remote anyway. Um, so I'm not working in an office, but, but they do provide me with a workspace. So I get to work from WeWork, which is excellent on George Street. And you get like a lot of parks there, which is quite nice. But it is quite challenging not being, you know, having that direct access to my colleagues. Yeah, when I am working from home, when I'm not at WeWork, it's quite hard to, I guess, switch off and not be tempted just to work late to do that little bit more just to get ahead of the the curve because I guess in in our team anyway we're always so busy that you can always be doing something so yeah it's been quite difficult to, to balance but I've just had to be quite strict with myself and say you know now's the end of the day shut the laptop down don't think about it and uh, yeah just look forward to those times in the year when I, when I go down to London and I hang out with my team. 
it's been quite challenging, but I, I wouldn't say all it's not been all bad. I think there have been benefits too, which is a bit more freedom and yeah, a different learning way of working, I guess. Kirsty, we hear a lot about this concept of purpose in marketing and in your company mission statements and so on, it actually talks about a company having big purpose. So how do you build purpose into your digital strategy planning? And is it just a fad? I don't think so, no. I actually feel like with Nudge, it's the first organisation, I can say this truthfully, that I've worked for where they actually genuinely care about what they're trying to do. And for me, in the stage of the career that I was in at, <laughs> starting to work with Nudge was important for me because I felt like we were making a big difference or feel like we are. So it's not a fad. I mean, maybe it is for some people, but for me, it was really important. And for Nudge, it's really important. And I think that I was hired because I showed that that, um, you know, that ambition and, it, and, and how it connected to what I care about. And I wasn't particularly passionate about financial well-being, but I was passionate about making a difference in the world. Yeah, at Nudge, basically what we're trying to do is improve people's money management skills. And I think that for a lot of people, that's an, that's a big thing. And I don't, don't think education around money is particularly well established in the UK and globally, actually. So we did, we've taken on quite a big project and from a marketing perspective we just have to stay <clears throat> very akin to that and make sure we put that mission at the heart of everything we do so we're always um, helping people understand that we're not just selling something to make money we're actually doing all of this work that we do in the marketing team to make a difference and to make a difference to people's lives and I think that makes marketing a lot easier and it makes you feel like you're actually doing something worthwhile rather than just making businesses more rich <laughs> so yeah it's really important for me and it's important for our team. Kirsty can you please tell us a little bit more about nudge because we hear about nudging quite a lot now and we read about that in the literature as well. Sure. Um, so Nudge Global, we're a, a, essentially an HR technology platform. So what we try to do is, as I said earlier, help people manage their money better. So from a business perspective, you would offer Nudge to your employees or your customers. And what you get as an employee or a customer is access to a uh, platform that's completely personalized based on your own circumstances with financial education that's going to help you to make the most of your money. So if you could imagine like a Facebook profile or a so uh, some other social channel where you have a feed of content, you have different stories, you have different tools, and essentially it's all designed just for you based on you know what you need in life and what you, you want to achieve in terms of your financial goals and the the actual the name nudge it, it, it ensures that you're always on track and it, it kind of gives you that um nudge at the right time when you need to take an action so it's it's basically designed using behavioral technology so it, we it, nudge knows exactly when you need to to do something take an action or or learn something new how do you get that behavioral data i'm curious about uh, that sort of marketing research technique 
So we do have a lot of data in house about our users. So we use new data um, in terms of what, what, depending what information they provide, obviously, we don't take anything that they don't offer to us. So we have lots of information about the individual, about the industry at large, about the organization. And we take that and we bundle it up and we understand it in a way through the lens of financial education. So we take our expertise, we couple that with the information about the individual and their financial needs their financial behaviors and then we 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 generate content that then is a kind of suitable to to the individual digital technologies have changed marketing very rapidly what kinds of technologies do you see creating further changes in your world and what are you preparing for you're right, there is a lot of innovation out there and, you know, particularly around personalization and AI and all of those kind of buzz terms. I think for me, technology and marketing is always going to be closely connected because obviously we want to give the best experience for our potential prospects or users or, or our audience, basically, depending on who we're trying to engage. So I do see it as important to keep abreast of those innovations. But I think for me just ensuring that we're uh, using the right tools to help enable us understand more about the type of activity that we're doing. So we're always, for example, we just purchased a new content tool, which is going to help us to create more personalized experiences for prospects. And also it's going to, I guess, like level up our um, content experience as well. Yeah, I think it's a difficult one to answer because you never really know what's going to be around the corner. But I think from marketing perspective, if you're just ensuring they're always reading up on the latest then you're going to be aware of what's happening in the industry and ensuring that you're always testing these things out because sometimes there's a quite a lot of buzz and noise in marketing for ensuring you're always using this tool or that tool or doing this type of tactic but I think as long as you're knowledgeable in your area of specialism and you keep abreast of the latest technology then you can make your own decisions as to what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing but we we love to test things out in our team so we're always tinkering as I said earlier AI and personalization will probably be the the thing that we keep our eye on. Okay and I would like to conclude with an overlook of the future Kirsty as you have been in the industry for a number of years how do you see the marketing industry evolving in the next two, five, ten years from now? Oh, rapidly, technology is always going to be something that drives the industry forward. But I mean, in saying that, my time in marketing, the core aspect of marketing for me is quality. So no matter how things evolve and what new technology there is out there, it's about really being quite strict on ourselves about the quality of what we're writing and how we're communicating. It sounds quite rudimentary, but I don't think it should be something that's for, forgotten. So uh, throughout my whole career, as I said at the start, it's always been about quality. Social media is, from, I mean, I don't want to say a necessary evil, but I kind of feel like that is sometimes. It is a channel that we use or channels that we use to support our strategy, but it is very time consuming. This is where quality really comes into play. It's a public facing platform. You can't afford to really make mistakes there. 
but it's such labor intensive channels that it does take a lot of resource so for us in nudge we do use it but we are aware that it's not generally a massive kind of sales channel for us so we have to be pretty strict with ourselves and how much time and energy we put into it but we do love using it for tactical creative campaigns i mean the future of social has always been about communication and engagement it's not about a platform just to say you know not just here not just doing this it looks like it'll probably continue to be part of our strategy for the time being but if at any point it becomes unnecessary then i guess we would probably maybe see about uh, relaxing our prioritization You've been listening to marketing specialist Kirsty Kirkhope speaking to Alessandro Ferry and me, Jackie Hadland of Edinburgh Napier University. You can hear more from Kirsty when she delivers a guest lecture for the business school. And remember, we'd love to have you join us here on the Edinburgh Napier Marketing Network podcast for a conversation about marketing. Marketing.